Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Now we're going to talk about entrepreneurs and how we can develop more meaningful relationships while we're an entrepreneur. I know that one well because I am one. Um, My guest today is John Jantz, and he has owned a business for almost three decades, observing and documenting the entrepreneurial experience through his own unique story. He's the best-selling author of Duct Tape Marketing, The Referral Engine, and more, and his books have been translated into 10 languages, and his writing has appeared in Inc., Entrepreneur, and many other magazines. And his website is ducttapemarketing.com. He's the author of this brand new book called The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur. And today we're going to talk about uh, how we can have more meanings, how we can marry sort of spiritual teachings to modern business practices. Welcome, John. Well, thanks for having me, Patricia. Yeah, yeah really yeah, appreciate it. So, you know, let's just start by talking about you know, this book, again, marries the spiritual world to business. And some people think, well, how can you really do that? So how do you bring those two together? Sure. So the title of the book, <clears throat> The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, actually borrows from uh, an essay that I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with by Ralph Waldo Emerson called Self-Reliance. And uh, that that was, you know, mid-19th century. <laughs> that, that essay was, uh, or I'm sorry, 18th century that essay was written, and it was kind of a, uh, it was, to me, it was kind of the first sort of spiritual awakening in America. I mean, we were on the cusp of the Civil War. Um, we were, women were marching in the streets to get the right to vote. We were trying to abolish slavery. And so a lot of the writing from that period, including Emerson, was, was sort of overtly saying, hey, we no longer have to listen to the politicians or the preacher or even your parents uh, it was kind of the first time when people were saying, you need to do you, you need to do, you need to follow what's in your heart. And even though it right. may cause you some hardship, um, you need to follow your path. And so what I did in this book is actually kind of mined um, an entire vein of literature from that period, because as I got into it, I found that not just the overt works like Thoreau and, and Emerson, who were, who were telling you to follow your path and, and, and be who you were meant to be. But the works of fiction, you know, Moby Dick and Little Women and The Scarlet Letter, I mean, works that we were all asked to read or many of us were asked to read in high school and college, actually also the protagonist in those works really had that very, hey, I'm going to follow my own path because I have to be true to myself. And so I mined all of that literature and created what is a, a, a daily workbook. So every, every day you get a new entry of that literature uh, some entry from that literature, and then 100, 200 words uh, from me, um, and then a, uh, a challenge question every day at the end of the day. So the, the idea behind this book is that it's really more about this book is not going to teach you how to do anything. It's really more about why we're doing what we're doing and how to stay true uh, to what we're doing because there's a, a lot of forces out there that really kind of want to knock us off path. So this is almost like a daily practice uh, workbook uh, that, that allows you to kind of stay true to yourself. Yeah, 
Yeah, and it's challenging. I mean, entrepreneurial life is challenging. And also, you, you don't have the cushion that you have when you work for an employer. Right, you have those ups and downs. A client may leave suddenly, and you don't have the same cushion. So it is a little bit different. So how does that tie into being the self-reliant entrepreneur, John? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, of course, I, I believe, and and you know, others may debate this, but I believe owning your own business, doing your own thing, is is really the most freeing, joyful, happy way to live. Um, however, uh, it's also you know very easy to get the life sucked out of you because uh, there are so many variables that you don't understand that are out of your control, and and yet you're you know juggling all of these balls every single day. So while I think that the the pros are that you you, you certainly can make more money uh, if you want to, uh, you can have the freedom to do you know choose how you want to work and when you want to work, but you're really in control of, you know, what the business does. And ironically, the most successful entrepreneurs actually, I think, come to trust themselves so much that they start to realize there is actually very little that they can control. (laughs) Because I think a lot of the stress that's caused, particularly in an entrepreneur's life, is trying to control uh, what other people think, what other people think you should do, whether or not they think your idea is a good idea, you know, whether or not you're going to get that sale. Um, and I think that leads to a tremendous amount of stress. Um, and so if you can, the, the self-reliant entrepreneur, the idea behind the self-reliant entrepreneur and what was in the preachings of, of say, Emerson and Thoreau is that if you can come to trust yourself uh, so fully, you start to actually let go of the things that you can't control um, and, and realize that, you know, our real work is on the things that we can control, which are really only two things, how we show up and how we respond everything that goes on all around us every day. And I think that when we, when we realize that, that our work is to go on, on the work on those things, to go to work on ourselves, um, then some of that stress actually falls away. Mm. This book is quite different from other ones that have been more business-oriented. Was there a personal experience or motivation that led you to write this book? Well, yes. Um, this is actually my sixth book, and my five other books have all been very squarely on marketing, um, you know, business, uh, how-to kind of books. And in a lot of ways, um, you know, I have owned my own business for three decades. In a lot of ways, um, the, the, you know, it took me 30 years to write this book that, uh, mm-hmm. that you know, this is, this is really a reflection of kind of my personal journey in self-discovery um, you know, coming to trust myself, you know, along the way, uh, it, it's not anything that I don't, I don't think it's anything I could have written 20 years ago, uh, because it's really, it's almost kind of a compilation of my experiences. So, I, you know, I've written really all that I think people need to know about how to do certain things. And I wanted to really write a book about why to do certain things. So I have a question, John. What about the entrepreneur who's really stayed with it? And it's had some rocky periods. You know, maybe clients have left and they've really worried about can they maintain their business and they've had to really watch and watch to the point that maybe their lifestyle has changed. But they love their work. What do you say to those folks? Who sometimes well, think, think sometimes they're, they're sitting there saying, why didn't I get that nine-to-five job? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that... <clears throat> Most successful entrepreneurs, you know, the, the, the way we kind of get through 
um, whatever happens, because I think it, it, you know if you're going to be in business for any period of time, there are going to be times when you feel like you're failing, or there are going to be times when things don't go your way, or as you suggested, there are going to be times when you think, "Am I going to even be able to make a go of this?" Yeah. I think yeah. the beautiful thing is that they're doing something they love, um, and I, I think you know I think that is half the battle <laughs> because uh, I guarantee you there are a lot of people in that what they call cushy nine to five job, you know, that are, that are shrinking away. Uh, because yes. you know there, there's there's no passion or no joy in what they're doing. It's really just an ends to uh, a means to an end. So, right. you know, be thankful. I think that you know you're doing something you love. And I think what most entrepreneurs who go through periods where they're not sure what's going on or things feel like they're failing are able to really uh, reframe. And that's kind of the idea of on that self reliant entrepreneur is really able to kind of reframe something not as a failure or I'm bad or, or the world's bad, um, but, but that, you know, this thing, you know, didn't work. And what is that here to teach me? And I think if we're open to that idea um, and remain resilient, um, I, I think we're ultimately going to find what it is that, that we're supposed to be doing. And I think that that's, you know, that's the real challenge, I think, in, in running a business. In many cases, people get into it because they see an opportunity or they think, oh, this is the next hot trend. Um, and really, if we're going to stay with this and go through the ups and downs, you know, it, it certainly needs to be something that brings us joy and that we, and that we love doing. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Okay. And we're going to take a break in a minute. But before we do, um, you talked a little bit about the mid-19th century literature and we have a couple minutes. So how does this book differ from other books on mindfulness and meditation? Because you bring that into your book. Sure. So it's not a book about mindfulness or meditation, but it certainly runs, you know, throughout. It's uh, the, the, the transcendentalists, who uh, was really kind of the label put on a lot of the, the writers from that period, were very big fans of solitude and meditation and journaling and walking and doing things that, that really allowed you to kind of regenerate or, or bring together the mind, body, and spirit. Um, I think that, uh, um, that, that today, uh, thankfully, quite fr- frankly, um, it's, very, very, it's become very, very mainstream for entrepreneurs to think about having some sort of morning routine where they read and journal and maybe meditate. Um, mindfulness, of course, runs throughout any, I think, success in business because all it suggests is you're not worrying about the past or the future. <laughs> you're focused on, on today. And, and so, you know, those elements uh, come into this book in, in many, many places. So important. All right, tell people how they can find the book. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about how this book can really help entrepreneurs develop their business brand and, you know, really looking at this approach to entrepreneurialism affecting the generations from the boomer to the Gen X to the millennials. So we're going to talk all about that as soon as we come back. And again, and you told people where they can get the book. Sure. um, the, the book's available really anywhere you buy books. Um, I always encourage people, if you've got that local corner bookstore, uh, support them. But uh, any of the online retailers uh, have the book as well. Wonderful. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back with John Jantz right after the break. Stay. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back we are talking to john jance about his brand new book which is called the Self-Reliant Entrepreneur. It's a collection of 366 meditations designed to inspire and challenge the reader through a practice of daily soulful reflection. And he is the best-selling author of Duct Tape Marketing and curated this rich vein of literature and used his 30-year entrepreneurial journey to create a work that is inspirational, timely, and really relevant for today's entrepreneur or anyone who wants a more joyful and fulfilling life. Welcome back, John. Hey, thanks. Okay, why don't you read us something from your book? Pick out an excerpt. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the the easy thing about this book is it's 366 chapters, so there's a page a day. So I'll just read today. We're um, It's November 18th uh, as we're recording this and, and uh, uh, doing this interview. And so every day starts with a title and then a reading from the literature, the mid-18th century literature that I mentioned. Uh, today's reading actually is from Self-Reliance by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Then about, uh, today's a shorter one, about 75 to 100 words five from me. Uh, and then I'll leave you with a challenge question. <clears throat> so November 18th, self-helping. 
Return to them who weep foolishly and sit down and cry for company instead of imparting to them truth and health in rough electric shocks, putting them once more in communication with their own reason. The secret of fortune is joy in our hands. Welcome everyone, excuse me, welcome evermore to gods and people is the self-helping individual. For them, all doors are flung wide, all tongues greet, all honors crown, all eyes follow with desire. That's Ralph Waldo Emerson from Self-Reliance in 1841. Mm. My reflection. There are a few ways you could go with today's reading. For example, when asked your opinion, speak the truth. Another viable interpretation is to consider that the joy in our hands is the fact that there will never be another person exactly like you, that we all become that self-helping individual when we realize our only job is to trust that the universe is here to help us step into our greatness all on our own. We may want and at times need help keeping on track, but we can never let someone else formulate our path. And this includes gurus and mentors. So your challenge question today, where will your life be in a year from now if you continue doing what you're doing today? Hmm. I love that. That's a great question. That's fair. And I think that's very helpful. That's very helpful because what that question does is it says to you, are you on the right track? So even if it's tough right now, if you feel you're doing everything you can do and you're expanding, then in a year you're going to see something positive, not negative. That's right. uh, Certainly another way to look at that, too, is the positive side to say, um, I mean, there's really two ways to look at that. One is to say, yes, I am on the right path um, and, you know, I'm going to keep, you know, keep charging ahead even if I'm not getting the results that I want today. The other could say, look, I'm, I'm not living up to my potential or, or living up to what I know I need to do. And if I don't do something about it today, then I'm going to be in that same place a year from today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think on the other hand, because I've had experience with this, when you say, look, I'm doing everything I can do, I'm expanding my network and my contacts, I'm getting more clients. Yep. And, you know, if you can say that, and then if you're still stuck, you have to be able to say, I'm doing the best I can. And if I believe in what I'm doing, it will open up even further. Do you agree with that? Yeah, uh, 100%. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> but then, in, in ex, you know, experience has taught me, at least, that um, exactly what you said. You know, then you're just going to, you know, you're going to maybe go three weeks of thinking, why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? And then all of a sudden, then, things are going to yep, just start showing yep, up. Yeah, yep. Yes. Yes. That's absolutely. But you have to have the faith. And I think that's the challenge, John is having that faith and trust when it's not in front of you. I think that's challenging. Well, well, it is. And, and a lot of times that that's really challenging because of that voice in our head you know, that's telling us, you know, sometimes when, when we get, when we're not being necessarily our best self, you know, we start beating ourselves up. And, um, and that's really one of the hardest things. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs are, are you know, on, are sitting in an office, you know, by themselves all day long. Uh, and that little voice in their head, you know, can start to really uh, grate on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How can this book help entrepreneurs develop their business's brand's purpose? Well, I think for most businesses, I mean, sometimes when people think about brand, they think about, you know, soap brands and you know, big companies. 
but really every business has a brand. You know, it's just whether or not it's intentional. Um, and the way that most people experience a brand or a business is, is through their people, through who, you know, the owner of the business is being. Um, and so uh, in my view, you know, rather than, than focus exclusively on the logo and the slogan and, and the things that people think of as a brand, I believe that, that going to work on yourself is actually the way that you're going to allow the world to experience your brand in the most positive way. Very important. How do you see this approach to entrepreneurialism affecting the different generations? Do you think a boomer entrepreneur will embrace it as readily as a Gen X or a millennial? Yeah, so as I was beginning, actually, to work on writing this book, I started sharing my ideas with uh, really people of all generations, Uh, you know, to some degree, I wanted to see if this resonated, if this was a silly idea, you know, if I was on the right track. Um, and it was interesting. The, the feedback I got was, was positive um, all around, but in very diff- for very different reasons. Um, boomers, I think, were really looking at this and saying, yeah, I, I, I want to I look back on my life now and say, you know, have I made an impact? You know, is what I'm doing uh, meaningful? I mean, the fastest growing group of folks starting businesses today are, are people in their 50s and 60s. Uh, because I think there is this real desire to, to, to really be in control of their destiny, but also to be in control of the impact that they're able to have and make. And I think that and many boomers, you know, have really looked at uh, the writings in this work kind of in that vein. Younger generations um, I, I do not look at, you know, work the same way that, you know, 50 and 60 years old, olds do, who were, you know, taught go to college, get a job, you know, have a career. You know, the, the, the generations coming up today really view work as really a series of short stops, a series of portfolio entries um, that, that, that they really have no desire to stay one place, you know, for a very long time, but, but to, to, to really move around and find places where um, they believe they fit, where they enjoy the culture, where they can have new and different experiences uh, frequently. Um, and so to that group, um, this book really says a lot of, hey, you, you do have to follow your own path. Be true to yourself. Don't worry about the fact that, that you know, everybody said you were supposed to be a doctor. You know, go, go do what's real and true for you. And so it, I think from a, almost a, a mentorship, a positive, hey, you, you know, you've got this um, kind of idea, uh, it really appeals to that generation as well. Yeah, so helpful. Closing thoughts. What would you like to leave our listeners with today, John? Well, I, I, I think the biggest thought, and I've probably already said this because I say it so much, you know, a better you is going to build a better business. So don't spend all of your time working on SEO and content and your website. <laughs> you know, spend as much time working on yourself. Make it a daily practice. Make it a daily habit. It's not something that you read a book and get, you know, get figured out. It's something that you have to come to uh, day in, day out. Thank you so much. And again, you said people can get the book uh, online, sure, or also yeah, the book in is stores. Well, any, really, anywhere anywhere you buy books, that um, you know, you can get it from your local bookstore as well. Um, and uh, you can find out more if you just want to find out more about the book itself. It's selfreliententrepreneur.com. Thanks so much, John. Stay on the line for a minute. Thanks so much for being on the program. Really appreciate you, you, it. You bet. 
Yeah, thank you. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, and like me there. You can also get a copy of my monthly newsletter, which talks about all these wonderful guests that are upcoming, and that's Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Until next time, have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.